Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope. We're back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, whatever part of the day it is for you. We're going to take one of our little walks down the road. We have puppy dogs and guineas and the weather has just started to cool off a little in our part of the world. So hopefully the weather is enjoyable wherever y'all are. So we're going to go ahead and jump right in today. Um, We are going to talk about two founding documents today and we may get a little bit past that. We'll just see how much time. But we're going to talk about the Mayflower Compact and we're going to talk about the Declaration of Independence today. Because one of the issues that we come back to over and over again, particularly when we talk about education, is the lack of education that we are giving to our nation's children today about how tied in our founding was to God and Jesus Christ, His Son, the principles that His Son taught. So that, I've said this often, folks, I'll say it quite often on this podcast, you do not have to be Christian to be an American. It's not a prerequisite from our founders, and really, as a Christian, if you're talking to somebody that is a Christian, they ought to tell you it's not a... It's not something that Jesus Christ pushed because you can't force someone into faith and you can't force someone into into no faith, right? It's got to be a personal decision. That being said, however, it's blatantly clear throughout our country's history that our founders, uh, great leaders before and after the founding, acknowledged that without a moral and religious people, and they were talking about people that followed the teachings of Christ, our our country just wouldn't exist. And so you you go back, the Mayflower Compact has been used as an example. uh, It's the first really great political document, some have said, of America, uh, just as a continent, much less the United States of America. And then the Declaration of Independence, obviously, is our, our founding document as a country. And I'm, what I'm going to read to you is actually a commentary by a guy I don't quite agree with 100%. But, you know, folks, if, if I, I haven't said this in a while, but I need to. If you're listening to this podcast expecting to agree with absolutely everything I say, you're going to be sorely disappointed. I, I would hope that most of y'all realize that already Uh, certainly if you have close friends or if you're married you're going to know that there just isn't anybody in this entire world that that we agree on a hundred percent of the items and that's fine folks i mean it's kind of what makes life a little bit interesting the problem comes when we disagree on the foundational the fundamental issues Right, Because then, if you've got a fundamental foundational divide, which is what you see in our country today, you have to go your own separate ways. And that can be peaceably or forcibly, but you're not going to be able to coexist together when you have 
completely different foundational values. And, and we see that. That's, that's really the problem today, right? So, but my point is, don't come here expecting uh, to agree with everything I say, uh, and that's fine. Take what you agree with and, and look at what you don't and kind of think about why you don't, and, and we'll go from there. I get a lot of good feedback from y'all, and I appreciate that, and hopefully the podcast gets a little bit better each time we do it. So we're going to start, I'm going to read the Mayflower Compact, and we're just going to talk about a couple points there, and then we'll go on to the Declaration. In the name of God, amen, we, whose names are underwritten, the loyal subjects of our dread sovereign Lord, King James, by the grace of God of Great Britain, France, and Ireland, King Defender of the faith, etc. <coughs> Excuse me. Having undertaken for the glory of God and advancement of our Christian faith and honor of our king and country, a voyage to plant the first colony in the northern parts of Virginia, do by these presents solemnly and mutually in the presence of God and one another, covenant and combine ourselves together into a civil body politic for our better ordering and preservation and furtherance of the ends aforesaid and by virtue hereof to enact, constitute, and frame such just and equal laws, ordinances, acts, constitutions, and offices from time to time as shall be thought most meet and convenient for the general good of the colony, unto which we promise all due submission and obedience. In witness whereof we have hereunder subscribed our names at Cape Cod the 11th of November in the year of the reign of our sovereign Lord King James of England, France, and Ireland, the 18th and of Scotland, the 54th, in the year of our Lord, 1620. So, I could go through this, and maybe I should, piece by piece, where, it, I mean, they start off in the name of God. So they're starting with God. And the, these are Christians, folks. That's one, another real deceptive tactic that the left uses today, or people that support the values of the left. And they say, oh, well, they were just talking about just some generic God. You know, they, they meant that whether it was Islam's God or uh, some God of Buddhism or Hinduism or Mother Nature or something, it was just, they were just deists, right? That, that's, that was the whole framework. Uh, and there certainly uh, were some, some founders. Uh, you can make the argument that were deists, folks. But all of them came from a Christian worldview. And in these documents, they're talking specifically about God the Father of Jesus Christ. God the Father, Jesus Christ the Son, the Holy Spirit. And I wish I had this, folks. I don't, and I'll have to go back and find it. But it's been estimated that somewhere around 98% of our founding generation here in America was some form of Christian whether they were Baptists or Catholics or whatever it was, Protestantism, you know, that they were 
So this idea that when they start off the Mayflower Compact and they say in the name of God that they're talking about some random deity, uh, it's just it's, it's disingenuous at best, or I guess misinformed at best, deceitful and malevolent at worst, because it, it just shows gross ignorance or gross malevolence. And I mean, it, you can even see the way they end it in the year of our Lord. They're talking about Jesus Christ. <laughs> not anybody else. And so they talk about the, the purpose of their trip, their journey is for the glory of God, the advancement of the Christian faith, and the honor of king and country. And we've forgotten all of those here in America today to a large extent. But this ties in real well to some podcasts we did recently on Columbus, folks, because when they're talking about those first couple, the advancement of the Christian faith, that was a self-proclaimed, one of the main two goals of Christopher Columbus. And so again, this, this revisionist history that all these people were just evil and tyrannical and just were out to kill all these natives and they're just horrible people, it's just not true. It's not factual. It's not based on historical evidence. And they're going to say, oh, well, look at all the natives that died. Yeah, a lot of them died by sickness. It wasn't like they went out and purposefully did it. And, and above and beyond that, folks, we go back to the point we made toward the end of that, those Columbus podcasts. The natives were not this holy, good, and wonderful people that were living in this utopia. So I got way off track there. But you can see through this whole Mayflower Compact that their their goal was to for the benefit of them as a group form into this, as they said, body politic and really push in everything they did for the glory of God and the advancement of the Christian faith. And this document, this Mayflower Compact, has been fundamental in documents that follow throughout our history as a continent and then as a nation. So we'll switch over real quick. We've got a little bit of time left. We're going to switch over and talk about the Declaration. And I'd like to read you, this is a little article, a very brief one. I'm not going to read all of it, uh, by Tony Williams. And I don't know what the date on it is, folks, so I apologize. But these are just some of his comments. The Americans of the founding period were a strongly Protestant people of various denominations including dissenting Presbyterians, Baptists, and Congregationalists. Ah, uh, here's part of at least, but I've seen this somewhere else, folks, so this is not just from this article. Some historians have estimated that Protestants made up over 98% of the American population. Their Protestantism was characterized by a strong tradition against religious and civil ty tyranny, as well as a strong streak of individualism. So, big huge chunk of our population were Christian and they also had a huge very strong opinion on being able to choose how they worshiped God individually that that was their own choice not something that the government got to choose for them and what we've done today a lot what we've seen from the left is to try and twist that individualistic I need to worship God how I see best fit to 
Well, we need to completely kick God out because nobody should be forced to worship Him. And there was a, a line from a children's book that I've used a couple times in this podcast. It's been quite a while, a few podcasts ago. but And it said, one of the lines was, no man should be forced in how they, they worship God. I'm paraphrasing a little bit here, folks, because I can't remember the exact quote. But he said, basically, worship God however you want, but see that you worship Him. And that's the difference, really, in in spirit of of what we see is that founding generation, they didn't want to push God away. They knew they needed Him. Just like our great leaders have throughout, the, the difference was they didn't want the state, like Britain had done through the state of England, I mean the Church of England, they didn't want the state telling them how to worship God. So... Let me get back down here. I lost my place here, folks. I'm sorry. There we go. So when we're, when they were talking about this founding generation, they were talking about the declaration. He's going to talk about the Declaration of Independence there. These expressions of the American mind were common formulations of natural rights that influenced the Declaration of Independence. The four mentions of God in the document demonstrate their understanding of the divine, but it also showed that God was the author of good government according to natural law. First, the Declaration appeals to the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them. A decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. This first mention of God is that of Protestant and Enlightenment natural law. They saw God as the author of truth in the moral order of the universe. This moral order defined their thinking about Republican self-government. That's always important to reiterate because so many people today think that we're a democracy. At best, we're a democratic republic, but we're a republic, folks. So I'll continue Second, the Declaration asserts that we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, and that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. God is the Creator and author of natural rights in this formulation. Since rights are from a higher authority, no earthly power can violate an individual's inherent rights. He says it's interesting to note here that God acts as a supreme legislator who makes the natural law and grants natural rights. That's a pretty big deal there, folks, because today we're calling that into question, right? Because if our rights come from God, then no man can take them away. And obviously they can if we let them. It just depends on if we're going to let them. Third, the Declaration appealed to the supreme judge of the world for the rectitude of our intentions due in the name and by the authority of the good people of these colonies solemnly publish and declare that these united colonies are and of right ought to be free and independent states. So he says here what God is a judge who authored the idea of justice and who judges human actions. God here represents the judicial branch of government. And then fourth in the Declaration, it's stated that with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other 
our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. Americans believed that God was a providential God who intervened in human affairs and protected his chosen people. This conception of God represents the executive branch of government. So, and then he closed. I'll read this last paragraph by Mr. Williams. The Declaration of Independence was a reflection that the American natural rights republic was rooted in natural law. Reason and divine revelation supported the natural law that shaped a good government built upon the understanding of human nature and the rights given to humans by God. Our declaration, again, folks, just inundated with God and the Christian God, not some deist God, folks, not some random. The, the First Amendment, we've talked about this before, was not created so that we treated all religions equally and gave them equal uh, importance in the country. Certainly everyone is entitled to worship God and make their own decisions, but in a nation, as President Wilson said, in a nation born as a Christian nation, you have to maintain those principles that help form the nation and their Christian principles here in America. Otherwise, the nation ceases to exist, and that's exactly what we see today. The, the nation's falling apart because we have taken the First Amendment and taken this line out of a letter by Jefferson, the separation of church and state, to mean something it never meant. And so what we've done is we have tried to demote, if you will, Christianity, almost subvert it beneath all other religions or no religions, which is not by accident, by the way, folks. Instead of promoting that as the founding principles and basis for our country, which it is, and looking to those principles when we run into problems. You've got to turn to God and to Jesus Christ and the teachings of Christ, or, or our country just doesn't work. And our founding documents, you know, whether you're talking about the Mayflower Compact, which was well before the United States existed, but it was really kind of the first document of the Americas, or whether you're talking about the Declaration of Independence, which was our founding document as a country, both of those blatantly look to God, the Father of Jesus Christ, for direction, for rights, for protection, guidance. And we've got to do that again, folks. And we really have got to do a better job of educating our youth on the truth instead of giving this, all this revisionist nonsense, a foothold. So, at any rate, I think I have talked long enough today. Hope that y'all have a wonderful rest of your day, whatever's left of it. Thank y'all so much for joining me. I appreciate y'all's time. appreciate your support greatly. And we will talk to y'all again real soon. God bless y'all. God bless America.